It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast tonight after the Utah Jazz fall to the Memphis Grizzlies. What happened to the Jazz defensively tonight? Is there something to be seriously concerned about, or is it a matchup issue? Offensively, what was the difference between the first half and the second half? And Ricky Rubio found his vibe. We'll talk about all those things coming up tonight on Postcast. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Postcast is brought to you in part by the store at 6200 South and 20th East. Hope you got down there today because the June pies arrive on a Friday. Sure, there's still some left. Also, if you're looking over Cottonwood Ace right next door, has the great Traeger setups if you're looking for some last barbecue things for the year. All right, Ron, I'm not sure what I think right now, but the story to me tonight, without Donovan Mitchell, the idea that the Jazz might lose to the Memphis Grizzlies was not surprising to me. What was surprising to me is that the Jazz could not get stops defensively. Yeah, defense has always been the Jazz signature, uh, but they just could not uh, could not get the job done. Why? I just think that, that the, the guards working the middle of the floor created problems for the Jazz. So Memphis score, or Minnesota, Derrick Rose scores 50 points. Memphis guards score 47. The common thread on both, though, I don't think is the guards. I think the common thread on both is the center that was able – to mean that there's room for the guards to work. Which means the guards are working with, with the center, who's a three-point shooter, can stretch it, and they take Rudy, uh, for the most part, out of the play because now the guards can break you down and they can get past Rudy. I mean, it was just so many things that they were able to do that, that Rudy was involved with that kept Rudy from um, defending, you know, just, just to the point where they just couldn't stop him. They're getting some mid-range shots. They're then passing out for some threes when guys help, and they're also getting to the basket. Is this a major problem that the Jazz defense is somehow not the Jazz defense we anticipated this year? Or is this is this unique? Wow, Craig, that's very, very loud, selling Little Caesar pizza right now. It's the loudest it was in here all night. Um, is it something that's unique to the early season matchups, the fact that Golden State plays a stretch five. The fact that Minnesota plays a stretch five. The fact that Memphis in two games now plays a stretch five. That is it something unique to what the Jazz are, are facing in these early games? It, it is because, you know, Rudy's not a player that can get, get, go that far away from the basket and defend anyone. 
Uh, all of those guys that you mentioned, if Rudy goes out and defends stretch five, they can put the ball on the floor and get around him. Uh, and then if he doesn't go out, they can knock down three-point shots. So that's a problem. And, and don't forget, Boston's coming in town. We play the Denver Nuggets. Both of those centers uh, can shoot the three. So it, it, it's, it's, it's a problem. Uh, hopefully Quinn Snyder can find something to slow other teams down because, as you mentioned during the course of the game tonight, it ha wasn't the offense. The offense was able to put some, some pretty good numbers. They scored 100 points and, and shot a pretty good percentage there as well. So, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a problem the Jazz are going to have to deal with. Uh, it to keep them burying themselves early in the in the in the season. Game really changed tonight. 67-60. Jazz lead it and Ricky Rubio picks up his fourth foul and leaves the game. And at that point the Jazz offense lost its vibe. And they never regained it really. They went 12 of 32 shooting in the final 20 minutes of the game thanks to Tyson Ewing for this. In the last, but in the flip side of this, this is why our focus is on Memphis goes 19 to 33, scores 50 points in the final 20 minutes of the game, shooting 58%. So but what was crazy, Ron, is usually if you have a bad offensive stretch, it means that the other team is running up and down the floor. They weren't running. They were just coming down the half court, and J.B. Bickerstaff said to us before the game, our goal is to play a two-man game in space, and that's what they did all night long. Well, and, and also with our two best players, and, and he was able to do that with Conley, who was so underrated. I don't know if he's underrated. He just doesn't get the attention that some of the other. I think he's perfectly rated. He's yeah. a borderline all-star player who's not quite an all-star when you consider Russell Westbrook, Damon Lillard, yeah, that's, that's and all true. the other players. I think he's yeah. perfectly ranked. He's yeah. respected. He's good. He's just not an all-star. Yeah, well, he's, he's definitely a very good player and, and uh, plays very, very well with Casal. You know, the two guys that have been playing together for 10 years, know each other very, very well. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how far that team can go with the way they play, but against the Jazz, they just totally give the Jazz problems. So, Ricky Rubio really struggling, saw the burden of no Donovan Mitchell, and answered the call tonight. Well, and, and he was able to get off to a good start. And I wish he wouldn't have gotten into foul trouble. I'd love to have seen how far he could go with the way he with the way he was playing. And and unfortunately, Donovan uh, Dante comes in and doesn't give the Jazz anything. You know, he, he, for the most part, he didn't. Uh, uh, didn't involve his teammates, you know, while he was out there on the floor. And, and then he gets in foul trouble there as well. Jazz had four straight possessions with Dante at the point guard where they dribbled past the sec the half mark of the shot clock without making a pass. And it was that moment they kind of lost their vibe of the game. Rubio actually had to come back in the game uh, with four fouls, thought he had settled things down, then it kind of fell apart again. The other thing is that Memphis defensively, Marcus Hull, same way they did in the first time, though the Jazz had a half-decent offensive game, Rudy Gobert rolling to the basket is not a part of the game against Memphis. No, and I was noticing that that whenever Rudy would get a hard roll, whenever he was, there was a possibility they could get him to basketball. It was two or three guys back there. I mean, they made a conscious effort to race from the from the weak side from the from the baseline to make sure they disrupted things. And and uh, it's just you know, it's one of the reasons Rudy's been at, get, getting twenty points a ball game was because of you know those lobs and and, and rolling to the hole. Is that, again, same question I guess that we're going to ask, is that unique to Marcus Gasol in Memphis or are other teams going to be able to do that also? Well, other teams watch film, and, and so they're going to try to 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 copy that as as well. And, and if they can't do it, they'll try to figure out a way to, to where they can, you know, just stop the Jazz or stop Rudy from getting it. So it, it's just something that other teams are going to look at, and I'm sure they're hoping that, that um, uh, you know, I don't know. This, this is a tough call here for Quinn to see how to handle that. Tomorrow will be interesting because there's been a bunch of articles out of Denver mm -hmm. 
The reason they're so much better defensively is that they stopped playing the drop big approach. Nikola Jokic felt that when they dropped him, it allowed guards to come right at him, and he felt as though he was a disadvantage. So he went to the coaching staff and said, I want to play more aggressively. So they're now playing him up at the point of the screen. Well, if that's the case and they don't bring a third guy to the mix, we should be able to lob to Rudy all night long tomorrow if our point guards can get off the ball and on Jokic up there. Now, if they bring a third guy, then you got to read to the corner. But if that's... That is the perfect defense for the Jazz to play the style they're playing. Memphis plays very differently than that. So if suddenly Gobert only has one shot or two shots at halftime, Gobert had one shot at halftime tonight. He had one shot at halftime against Memphis last time. If that happens tomorrow night, we got a concern. So, David, if Jokic is knocking down threes, what does Quinn do? Uh, I don't know. The yeah. Jokic. And the, and the real question is, we Ron started to do the work right before the show, is how many teams now have a big that pulls your big out, and has the game changed that much that a defensive big like Rudy Gobert is suddenly less valuable than he was otherwise? And you think about this, that there are some teams, even if they don't have a big, a, a center, you know, as small as teams are getting right now and the way they're playing, you know, take LeBron James with the Lakers. If he goes to the center position, you know, there we go. I mean, you, you have a power forward or a 6'9", 6'10", guy playing the center position that could do that same thing against the Jazz. So the we'll only way what... you beat that is you have to pound it on the other end with the dunks. Yeah, exactly. The game so far this year where the Jazz have not played a team with a stretch five, the defense has been every bit as good as it was last year. The games this year with a stretch five have been a problem, but they were a problem last year too. So I right now am siding on the schedule laid out in a certain way so that through eight games, the Jazz have played five of their eight games against teams that are a tough defensive matchup, tonight included. We'll see whether or not that turns out to be a unique scheduling thing or whether a bigger trend has happened inside the league. That is postcast. Well, let's go to Denver and see what happens. We'll play tomorrow against Denver. This is postcast brought to you in part by the store at 6200 South 20th East. Thanks for tuning in. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.